Welcome everyone. We are about to begin Bessis Hashem Shalom Bayashir number two hundred and thirty-five. The last year we started about signs of issues in marriage that sometimes could create a big split and a estrangement and ways to overcome that, catch it, overcome it, and do the opposite. So last year we talked about that one of the signs, which is a harsh startup. A harsh startup means that as soon as there is a disagreement, when you see things differently, the first few minutes, as soon as you start, you start off with a very uh, aggressive, critical sarcasm or contempt um, when you start your disagreement. And um, instead of that, and catching yourself to make up your mind, that even when you're at a point where you are going to have an argument or a disagreement with your husband or with your wife, you use, especially in the beginning, the first two, three minutes, to be very careful not to harshly start up, but rather to create that open, honest, non-threatening, more positive tone in the start of a disagreement with a kind voice, a soft voice, with a correct tone. You could express yourself clearly on how you are upset about something or disappointed about something, but in a way that is calm, not harsh, and not sarcastic, but because you want to open up and learn and grow from it to each other. So that's what we talked about at the end of last year. And now we're going to talk about another sign. He calls it the four horsemen, whatever that terminology means, but basically four aspects of things that actually causes tremendous damage in marriage, where if it happens very, very often, often, he uses this as a predictor for future divorce unless it gets um, reversed and you change your behavior. So number one of the four is criticism. You will always have something to complain about the person you live with. They could be the biggest tzaddik or tzaddikis. They could be the most wonderful, kind person. They could be a tremendous human being. Nevertheless, you will always have something to complain about the person you live with. But it's very important to know that there's a difference between the word complaint and the word criticism. So, for example, if you're upset, if let's say you made an agreement that each of you will t- will switch off sweeping the kitchen at night, and you tell your husband, you know, I'm upset because you didn't sweep the kitchen last night, and we agreed to take turns. Could you please do it now? That is legitimate. That's fine. Because basically what you're doing is you're expressing how you feel. I'm upset about it, which is okay to express that you're upset. Number two is it's specific to a situation. You didn't sweep last night. You're not beating around the bush and having him second guess and try to figure out what you're upset about. You're making it clear. It's a specific aspect. You were supposed to sweep the floor last night and you didn't. That specific situation is what I am upset about. And then you put in, could you do it now? 
And this is what I need and prefer. This is constructive complaining or constructive argument when you're upset about something and you express it into three constructive parts where you explain that you're upset. You don't over-exaggerate it, but you explain that you are upset and that it's on a specific thing. I love you and you do wonderful things. It's this particular thing that I'm upset about. And then what I want the solution to be, what I suggest the solution to be. In contrast to that, criticism is overall general. All of a sudden, it goes into negative feelings and opinions about the person's character overall or their personality, which means that you start labeling and attacking. So let's take the example we just said. The healthy way of saying it, I am upset, A, about the specific situation that you didn't sweep this floor last night, B. And I would like you, if you don't mind, to do it now. And that's in C. Or do it tomorrow. That's C. Instead of that, if you say something like this, why are you so forgetful? I hate that I am the only one having to sweep this kitchen floor like it's I'm a slave when it's your turn. And you don't care. And you're very self-centered. And you're selfish. So what happens is, that is a harsh startup that we talked about last time. Also, it's you always do this or you never do that. In the, in the healthy aspect, you're saying you're upset. We made a deal. You were supposed to sweep the floor. You didn't. So you're upset about and you zoomed in on the particular thing you're upset about. While when you use criticism, you say you're always lazy. You never do anything right. You make it in, into a huge thing. Or the favorite line that everyone uses when they're really frustrated, what's wrong with you? What is wrong with you? So you see here how it's okay to express disappointment or when you're upset about something, but with a seichel, with a calmness, and also with the particular thing, but not in an overall critical way where you're starting out harshly and you're using always or never terms and you're intrinsically saying there's something wrong with you. And that's the difference between a complaint which is healthy versus a criticism which is unhealthy. Here's another example that John Gottman gives. A more healthy complaint, and again, this is one of those Isaidas that we talked about, you don't necessarily, good marriage, even great marriages, they'll have these conflicts. You don't always have to put it under the rug. Yes, if it's a minor triviality, you can let it go and not even mention it. Fine. But if you feel that it bothers you enough that you are going to mention it, there's no harm in mentioning it or expressing it so the other party should know and correct. So a healthy complaint is like this. There's no gas in the car. And I'm upset you didn't fill it up like you said you would. Can you please deal with it tomorrow and fill it up tomorrow? Again, that's healthy. You explained, you zoomed in on the problem. There's no gas in the car. You expressed what you're upset about. Not that you're a loser or overall. I'm upset that you did not fill it up like you said you would. It's specific to a particular thing of what you're upset about without blowing it out of proportion to other areas. And then at the end, you say, what's the solution? Would you please fill it up? 
Or if, let's say, you ended up filling it up yourself, you tell your husband or your wife, please, next time, when it's that low, please fill it up. That's a healthy complaint. An unhealthy complaint, the criticism is something like this. Why can't you remember anything? Didn't I tell you a thousand times to fill up the tank and you didn't? And you're always so careless. You see the difference? Tremendous difference between the first thing I just said and this right now, where you're blowing it up as a general thing, as a harshness, and as an overall attack on the person. Here's another example. When, let's say, a a couple normally has intimacy on a particular night, let's say, right? And one of them was very tired, didn't express it right that well, and basically pulled away. And the other one feels hurt. That's the scenario. So the legitimate way to... Now, sometimes you could say, okay, your spouse is tired, and you could overlook it. And you overlook it, believe Shalim, Okay, no big deal. Tomorrow's another night. You could do that. And in a good marriage, sometimes that's the healthy thing. You notice your spouse is tired. You're very disappointed that they didn't weren't particularly nice in the way they rejected you in this wanting to be intimate. It bothers you, but you realize they're overtired. Tomorrow they'll be in a better mood and you let it go. But let's say you decide it bothers you enough where you really feel... I need to express this to my spouse. It did hurt me. So there's two ways to do it. There's the healthy complaint way, and there's the criticism way. The healthier complaint is, is you tell your wife or your husband, whichever way it is, again, we're not, it's not gender-based. Let's say the one that was tired with true, and the other one's upset about it. So what he or she tells their spouse is like this. I wish you'd have told me earlier you're too tired to be intimate with me. I'm really disappointed, and it's embarrassing where I feel, you know, demeaned, or I took it personally, I felt hurt by it. And next time, please let me know when you're not in the mood or you're overly tired. Let me know initially. I'm very tired tonight. I need a little break. And I'm fine with such a no. As long as there's open communication and I understand, you tell me clearly I'm tired. That's a healthy complaint. Again, you could choose to overlook it completely. And if you don't bear any grudges and you just let it, that's also healthy. But if you want to express it, you basically say it in this way. Please, next time, tell me early on, you know, I know we're supposed to be intimate tonight. That's our normal time, but I'm extremely tired and exhausted. I wish you could tell me that and just tell me that. I'm really disappointed now and embarrassed because I didn't know what was going on and in the last minute you pulled away. So please just let me know that when you're not in the mood and I'll be okay with a no and tomorrow's another day. That's a healthy way of expressing your disappointment towards your wife or husband when they withdrew from the intimacy that was scheduled. Criticism, on the other hand, is when you blow up and you say, why are you always so cold? Why are you always so selfish? It was very nasty. You were you know, nice to me as if you're ready to be intimate and all of a sudden you pull away. What's your problem? And, and why are you so uh, 
detached? Why is uh, why are you so um, have this attitude when it comes to sex, and you're very uh, 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 you know cold and distant from you know those are already attacks, criticism, blaming and attacking the person, and not just zooming in on the particular thing that was upsetting. So that's another example. A third example is as follows. If, let's say, um, without asking, your husband invited somebody to come over for a meal, for supper, without asking you. He knew you had enough food to prepare, but he just invited without asking you. Or, or, or not only for the meal, but then to spend time afterwards with this friend of his. He has a friend. He invited. He invited, without telling his wife, he invited his friend for supper, and then his friend and him spend like a two hours after supper schmoozing. And the wife is very upset for two reasons. Number one is, you know, you should tell me. And number two is, as I was planning after supper to have quiet time with you, to walk together, or to have a romantic time together this evening. And instead, you invited your friend and, and, and talked to him for three hours while I wanted to talk to you and had a wonderful night together. So let's say that's the scenario, and let's say the wife is upset about it. So you could bury it within. Now, sometimes, you, you know, if it's no big deal, you let it go. And when it, but if it bothers you, there's no, no harm, and there's a healthy way to express it. So the wife tells the husband, and this is a healthy complaint, please, I need you to check with me before you invite anyone for dinner. When you invite your friend, please let me know in advance, because I really wanted tonight to have time alone with you, to schedule a, I was planning a schedule, a romantic evening, a walk together, or going out and doing something special. And this, I wasn't, you know, by inviting your friend uninvited and spending time here, it, it, it sort of derailed everything. So next time, please tell me when you're doing this so we could talk about it. That's a healthy complaint. Criticism is when you say something like, why do you put your friends always ahead of me? I'm always the last on your list. You're always avoiding spending time alone with me. Now, all of these things are usually not true. He doesn't always put his friends ahead of her. And she is never, not always the last on the list and doesn't avoid spending time alone with her. It's just that he was thoughtless and he invited his friend to, uh, for supper and to schmooze with him afterwards for an hour or two. And he wasn't thinking. That, that, that was his problem. So again, that's the difference between a complaint and a criticism. A healthy complaint is you zoom in on that particular thing. You did not tell me that your friend is coming before inviting your friend, please let me know. Because then I would have told you, you know, I wanted to spend time alone with you. And then probably the husband would have said, okay, I'll invite him a different night. Let's, let's have this alone time together. Or whatever, they'll work it out. That's a healthy complaint. Criticism is when you um, take it to such a degree where you attack your husband by saying you always put your friends in front of you, always last on the list, always spending time, you know, you avoid me, which very often is not true. So this is the first, what he calls horsemen, first issue of talking about the difference between a healthy complaint and unhealthy criticism. 
And it's very common what we discuss in this year in relationships. And when you and your spouse are critical of each other, doesn't mean you're headed to divorce, Khalila. It's very easy to correct. You need to zoom in on it, realize it. And then going forward, even when you're upset about particular things, you don't do the criticism, which is overall attacks and generalizations and harshness, but you do it in a form of a complaint that's healthy because it zooms in on a specific thing and and explaining the reason why that specific thing upset you. And then you go to the solution. Like in this case, all three cases we said today, there's a solution. You didn't fill up the gas. Next time you're low on gas, please remember to do it. You were too tired and you withdrew from me when I wanted to be physically intimate with you. Next time when you're overtired and you we were planning on having a scheduled intimate time together and you can't because you're tired, please let me know early on, you know. I'm really, really wiped. Would you mind? I'd like to, you know, postpone it because I'm very, very tired. And that takes away a lot of the resentment. So there's a solution there in that criticism, the open communication. And also with the case with the guest, please let me know. I don't mind. You want to invite your friend? He's a good friend. Let me know in advance. So I know what to prepare. I understand what the night's going to be like. I'll be happy to do it for you. But if you don't tell me when I'm planning something else for you, it, 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 it hurts. It's hurtful. So please, next time, tell me. All these things have specific solutions to them. And when you learn how to shift away from criticism and go towards healthy, healthy complaints that have practical solutions, you'll see how much your marriage will improve. Have a wonderful day.